the tree, Marcus. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began. And Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back starts with Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cardcast. Newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, Black Vader! We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive! Informative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octavito with Tempest The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Stephen B. Denley. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars, early bird certificate package, new from Kenner. Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. Wampa Wampa, everybody. Well, welcome to the Codcast for December in 2010. We want to call this one the Holiday Cast. That's right, the Holiday Cast. You know, we need to be a little professional. This is the official podcast for the Star Wars Collectors Archive. Uh, my name is Sky, and with my uh, host, Steve. Is that right, Steve? Uh, yeah, that would be my name. <laughs> yeah. that's uh, You see, that's the professional touch we're going for here. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're approaching our year anniversary, and, and things are going to change. And, you know, what we really need is more technical support. We need more thinking. We need – Steve, do you hear that sound? Oh, man, what is that? What is that? Is that the yin-yang twins? What, what is that sound? I think I, – I think there's a Lobart. Bring out the Lobart. Bart? 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 To the windows. To the back. To the back. Till the sweat drops off John Hoss's head. Till I find that 41 back. 41 back. Hey, what's up, Bart? Hey, hey. What'd you think of my new song, man? I love it. Get low, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I low. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had to edit some things out of that song. Cause, uh, <laughs> no surprise. If you actually radio, find... radio edit. Yeah, radio edit. We're trying to keep this uh, family friendly. But uh, speaking of family, I thought, you know, why not get my brother, Lobart, uh, on this kind of, uh, what did I say last month, polyvocal Kivecast? Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good thing to keep up. Yeah, and we all, other thing is too, you know, it's Christmas season, and this is my first Christmas season uh, on the East Coast in over a decade, and, uh, you know, I'm missing, I'm missing Bart, and I'm missing my whole West Coast family, so it's, it's a way to connect, Steve. Yeah, yeah, I bet you're missing the warm weather too, huh? Yeah, well, you know, it. I gotta say, it doesn't snow that much. It's December fourteenth, and it hasn't snowed for two days of December. So wow, yeah, there you go. <laughs> two but, out of fourteen. Yeah, two out of fourteen. But uh, yeah, so we got kind of like a uh, geographically, we're like some kind of triangle, like uh, San Jose and uh, Santa Barbara and Rochester, right? That's like a yeah. Is it like an isosceles triangle? What is that like with little tiny angles? Bart, what what is that yeah. called? Yeah, that would be a extended uh, metamorphous triangle. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what do we do without Bart? <laughs> what do we do? Get get low, Bart, man. Bart. So yeah, we're we're excited because Bart's going to help us out on the technical mm-hmm. end. But uh, before we go much further, let's talk about 
the miscellaneous observation from the movies of the month, Steve. Well, <laughs> and and Bart. So uh, as I was talking last month about being in the second largest Barnes and Noble in the world, and uh, I went there recently with my son's grandfather, uh, my my dad, Bart. Uh, do do you know him? I've met him. Yeah, a couple times. And uh, if you ever have the chance to go to a bookstore with my dad, you should always do it because he, uh, he likes buying books. So uh, it's kind of running around trying to find the right Star Wars book. And uh, you, you guys ever see the Incredible Cross-Sections book? Yeah, yeah. Those are, uh, those are very intricate, aren't they? I mean, they got the whole uh, – they take apart all the ships and all that and all the planets. And yeah. It uh, seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. And it's all the kind of nerdy details. So uh, I, I was flipping through it. First of all, I discovered something, Steve. Do you know who designed the B-Wing? No, I don't. Bar- who was it? Bart, do you know? I don't. I- I'll-, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> uh, his head is like a fish head. Our cultures can't repel firepower of that magnitude. Oh, no way. <laughs> yes, Admiral Akbar designed the B-Wing. This, this makes... My life complete right now, I think. Right, you didn't... <laughs> it's all coming together, Steve. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. Because Bart, you know, because Bart, because uh, Steve has this little secret Akbar focus. He doesn't like to tell everyone. <laughs> uh, and But now we know it's a part of the B-Wing focus. Oh, man. So I can never split it up now. It's, no. It... <laughs> it's it's paired awesome. forever. But yeah, uh, I don't think I would tell anybody about an Akbar focus myself. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, on the cover is the uh, is the Thai bomber, and this is I've thought of this before. But uh, you guys have all seen Empire Strikes Back, 30th anniversary, Irvin Kershner's dead, all that stuff. Yeah, um, I guess that was a little insensitive. But uh, <laughs> anyways, Irvin Kershner's dead, and that's 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 a shame. He lived a long, full life and made a great movie. But the Thai bomber, what is it doing? I mean, you think about it in Empire Strikes Back, right? Darth Vader's like, uh, asteroids don't concern me. I want that ship, right? The, <laughs> then they cut to the TIE bomber, and it's just bombing asteroids. <laughs> it's just illuminating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, it's like a searchlight. <laughs> and it's not like they know which asteroid the Millennium Falcon's on, right? If they knew, they would have gone in there, right? So they're yep. just randomly bombing asteroids. <laughs> so uh, that, that's my observation. It's an awesome ship. But uh, not well employed by the Empire. They must have just really loved the the effect at ILM of those flashing <laughs> bombs, man. I think they must have just loved it. Like, yeah, we gotta have something. Yeah, <laughs> it had a good thud to it too, like that. Yeah, kind of yeah, just, it's true. Just in kind of depth charge thud or something. <laughs> now the other cutaway though in that book isn't don't they have the um, ATAT uh, dropship in there? Isn't that the one place you see how they got them down to Hoth? Yeah, yeah, they got the AT-AT uh, dropship, and you see, Steve, it's a family thing. That's the way we pronounce Man, it. he says it family. too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no ad ad here. Yeah, and, <laughs> and also they uh, they were the ones who put the um, the biker scout uh, like speeder bikes in the back of the AT-AT, which is what they put mm-hmm. in the modern AT-AT. Okay. Which is sitting in my uh, closet right now, waiting for my son for Christmas. So, ooh, ooh, that's gonna be fun. Very exciting, and uh, I th- I'll let him play with it too. Um, but, uh, <laughs> is that, I was like, was it is it really for for Django? Or no, is it for you? no, no, it's it's really for me. 
but uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least you don't uh, sugarcoat it. No, <laughs> yeah, you're admitting admitting to it now. <laughs> so, so it's the holiday cast, and uh, you know we got some family members here. Do you guys have any uh, special uh, vintage Star Wars toy memories of of Christmas? Um, not really vintage for me. The only like real Star Wars Christmas I had was when like the micro machines were out. So that was like ninety three, I guess, and that was a pretty big deal because I never actually got to open any Star Wars toys on Christmas until then. So that was the closest thing to it. But uh, that was pretty awesome. Right. And what about you, Bart? You got a couple of years on me. So uh, did 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 you remember anything, or is it just kind of uh, is it all kind of fogged up in your in your head? <laughs> I don't know. I think I kind of remember playing playing with some figures out in the snow and kind of, you know, sliding them on the crusty top of the, uh, <laughs> you know, snow surface and, right. and kind of getting them, you know, like, hey, wait, oh, no, come back, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> right, when it kind no, of but, uh, freezes over and it's all crunchy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that kind of like ultimate hoth, you know, the, that, that feel. But uh, all right, so I, I guess we're more in the business of making Christmas memories than than having them. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> the main thing I remember was this old toy, and you know, people who listen to the show also like vintage toys in general. And there was this old, uh, it was like a uh, a game show host, automated game show host, and on the commercial he said, "Dig a hole and crawl in, Dad." And I thought that was like the funniest thing. <laughs> And I I begged for it, and I begged for it, and I begged for it, and literally December 25th had not hit 7 p.m., and that was the last time I ever played with that toy. <laughs> it was really disappointing, but uh, yeah. But uh, speaking of, of Christmas toys, it's also the season of the uh, Rebel Scum Secret Santa. Are, are either of you uh, involved in that? No, not, not this, this year. year. I, guess, I guess I'm the only one, and uh, I got to be honest, I... I Part of me did it because I wanted another topic for the Kivecast. <laughs> that's uh, that's the dedication, and uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I it's a little bit stressful because it started a little bit late, but uh, it's the, I think it's the third time I've done it, and uh, it's hard because it's hard to get the same level of enthusiasm on both sides of the equation. You know, like uh. sometimes I remember one year I got this crazy custom Chewbacca's that someone made and it was this beautiful, wonderful thing. And I think what I sent out to someone else was not very inspired. And But uh, it's it's a really fun tradition. And I think next year you guys ought to hop on because if anything else, it's a reason just to get random Star Wars stuff. That's true. <laughs> but, but yeah. And yeah. Uh, Whoa. What, what's that, Steve? Uh, I'm sorry. Did you guys hear that? No. Okay, good. Uh, my virus thing was just yelling at me, so sorry oh, okay. about that. All right. Well, if uh, if if this uh, podcast causes your ears to bleed, it's Steve's Steve's <laughs> fault. <Yeah>. But, uh, <laughs> virus alert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, I... <laughs> it's creeping into my brain right now. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> should we uh, should we hang up? Um, anyways, yeah. <laughs> and uh, another thing, I, as time goes on, guys, I, I've been getting more and more skyish. I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, what, what, what do you think that means? More and more skyish. Ooh, I don't. I don't know if I should answer that. <laughs> That's a loaded question, man. That's really. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, what I, what I mean by that is like you know I get really. I have a therapist for that. <laughs> so, yeah, I get really into the details and and drawing conclusions that are not necessarily. Uh, reasonable or that conclusions that other people would draw 
And uh, so I was thinking, but you don't you don't jump to them. That's the thing. No, you I jump to them. you you mull them over and uh-huh. beat them into the ground and pummel <laughs> them and squeeze them and like that like that shiny new toy that Chris Farley had and shake them all. <laughs> well, then I get all excited. I'm like Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. So, so what I th- thanks Bart for the introduction. What I'm going to what I'm going to to to, to approach here, and I've talked to this with you guys a couple times. Is uh, you know what's the reason for the season? And uh, I don't want to get any letters, and I'm, I'm not uh, being on in favor of Christianity. But obviously, you know, it's it's Christmas, and it's loosely based on the birth of Jesus Christ, right? Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? So this made me think about an observation I made a while ago about some very early Star Wars merchandise that had this really overt. Christian imagery, or maybe not overt, but kind of subtle Christian imagery. So I thought, why not use this as an excuse to bring up this topic? I only have a couple ideas in mind. Uh, I floated this out to a few people. Uh, Duncan Jenkins reminded me that um, Tom Young, the guy who designed the the original Star Wars poster, that he actually put in the the shining lightsaber and intentionally made it look like a cross, right? Huh. So that right. that that's kind of intentional. But what made me think of this is every night, I know it's cute, but every night <laughs> I, I I sleep on a vintage uh, Star Wars pillowcase. Um, awesome. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you know why not, right? It still works, made in America, better than any pillowcase I could buy at Bed Bath and Beyond. But uh, and it's got this one image to the far right, and I'll put this up in the show notes, and it's got Obi Wan. And he's got this crazy halo. It's like a blue halo here. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually – I'm sitting on it. So uh, here, I, I, <laughs> I, I sent you guys the link. Or I, I took it out from underneath yeah. me. So he's got this go. crazy halo. And then right in front of him is Luke. He's staring out intently right at you. And then there's <laughs> the little force training ball. And so I realized this is very much the, the Holy Trinity. You have the father of, of Obi-Wan. You have the son with Luke, and then you have the Holy Ghost represented by this little <laughs> force ball. <laughs> and uh, actually now looking at it, it's pretty funny because he has a lightsaber hanging from his belt, and he has a lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Look oh, at that. Pretty crazy. Continuity and, you know, error. Yeah, continuity error. You know, there's <laughs> maybe it's from a different gospel. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That's true. It could be. But uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember, and Kivecast audience, please help me with this. I believe there's either a poster or a folder that has a floating Ben head. I think it maybe has like the Death Star corridor for the prison block, and it's very striking. And uh, it was actually pointed out to me, too, that a lot of the old Burger King uh, posters have a floating Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi head oh, with the yeah. halo around it. Yeah, that's right. Some of these, they like have a, it's the, it is really, it's just like a floating, floating head. And some of them have like a spiral kind of thing around, but right. it's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm belaboring the point a little bit and obviously he's not really the father and, <laughs> and if, if you were to take it more literally, you know, the, anyways, it's, I, I'm, I'm taking it a little bit far, but I do think it's, uh, it is worth mentioning. And when I brought this up to some people, I actually got a couple more links, um, sent to me of these really strange books from the from the 70s about Star Wars and Christianity. And uh, I'll put up the links for these as well. They're, they're on the archive. Um, yeah, I got, a, I got an email from uh, Chris Fawcett, and he mentioned this, this crazy book called Star Wars, Star Trek, 
and the 21st century Christians. Whoa. And uh, it's, got, it's got a great picture of Darth Vader with with a very goofy, happy-looking Spock right in front of him. <laughs> and then it has the Enterprise flying in front of the Death Star. Whoa. And uh, Which, as far as I'm concerned, that's like, uh, I don't know, like the the crescent moon of Islam right in front of the Star of David <laughs> or something. But uh, it's, it's, uh, anyway, it's a good thing we don't have any listeners because we'd be getting tons of emails. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just think in, at some point, obviously, things got more uh, homogenized and the religious themes that were there kind of moved on and, and people just acknowledged them without trying to capitalize on them. But uh, there are times where I really like this early Star Wars stuff because it wasn't as heavily regulated. There's a lot yeah, more. Yeah, it's kind of unfiltered. Yeah, kind of unfiltered. And, and what I think is pretty overtly Christian imagery gets to gets to slip in there. So – that's an open call to anybody who thinks of other Christian imagery. Please, uh, please send it into podcast at swca dot com. Which Steve, we have to get the low bar. Bar, bar. <laughs> Need some on that. Podcast slash backslash burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Because <laughs> uh, apparently it it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, oh my goodness! When you email podcast at swca. <laughs> So oh, it's a black hole. <laughs> yeah, it's the feed black hole. But <laughs> so, uh, L- Lobart, can we get you on that? Yep, I'm on your uh, back end uh, ISP um, redirect uh, email forwarding. Excellent. <clears throat> that that's the moment where you know he, you know, in the Empire where he opens up his eyes and it's like now I'm going to do something. <laughs> Those things start blinking a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> start blinking a little bit more. So, uh, oh, and actually, not to, uh, I know we'll put a, a link up to this too. One of my favorite holiday related items of all time is by a fellow Chewbacca collector, uh, Brad Portnoy. And uh, he, he made a Chewbacca menorah. Have you guys ever seen this? No. Oh, no. Great. <laughs> yeah, he just took a vintage Chewbacca and, and he turned it in as like the base of a menorah. And I've wow. often told him he's got a lot of very good stuff in his collection, and I, I really admire the stuff he's put together. And I just, to me, that's just what this hobby is all about because it's 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 funny and it's personal and it's well done. And uh, yeah, so I, I sent him an email saying "Happy Chubanica," which uh, <laughs> there you go, man. I don't have to see that. It <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> nice low Bart. <laughs> so uh, it's. It's, what, 11 days before Christmas, and uh, that means hopefully I'll be able to edit this and get this out there by Christmas. <laughs> but it also happens to be my daughter's birthday. And, uh, oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy I, birthday, Zola. Yeah, she's she's turning three. And, uh, wow. Yeah, she got some strawberry shortcake. That was that was pretty good. And actually, strawberry shortcake looks a lot like Lobart's daughter, so that's, uh, um, I, I mean. A link. <laughs> A link. There's a link. Yeah, I, that, that silence so between was, cousins. I mean, yeah, between cousins. I'm. I realize I'm in trouble, Bart. So I'm trying to back. I'm trying to backpedal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she wears that hat sometimes, and it's. Uh, anyway, I think I, I agree with you. Okay, good. Phew. You're not in trouble. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> How dare you say she looks like Strawberry Shortcake? <laughs> That's not cute enough. <laughs> and my daughter bears a passing resemblance to Lemon Meringue, who is her best friend, of course. Um, someone out there is like, finally, they're talking about strawberry shortcake. Uh, 
But anyway, so we went, we went to Chuck E. Cheese. People are not going to come down here for Italian when we got a Chuck E. Cheese right in town. And uh, you, you guys have been to Chuck E. Cheese, I assume? Oh, it's been a while, but yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I have not. You've never, never? been? No. I've, I've, oh, man. I've, I know. Yeah. I've luckily sidestepped that, I feel, but at the same time, maybe <laughs> I've missed something or my no. children missed something. Yeah, you've missed something. You see, Bart, uh, we we had parents who, who weren't really into doing stuff, right? That was kind of their, their thing. Like, they weren't really into, you know, like, I never went into a ball pit or went to Chuck E. Cheese or, or went to Disney World or all that kind of stuff, right? That was kind of... It's too much, so not on the not on the docket. Yeah, not on the docket. So I've actually enjoyed taking taking my kids there because I hate it so much intrinsically that it's like you know I'm I'm overcoming this <laughs> this this defect. Anyways, we went there today, and I had a couple uh, separate thoughts that were related to the podcast uh, that that involved me texting Steve saying, "Remind me about Chuck E. Cheese and Guitar Hero." <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I don't uh, get many text deep. messages from you, but <laughs> when I do get them, I'm like, wow, okay, this this is important. Yeah, he's gone over the edge with the text messaging, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm 21st century. Uh, so yeah, it was. So I was sitting there and I was playing uh, uh, Simpsons pinball. Actually, speaking of uh, of Bart, and uh, anyways, the the ball got stuck. I don't know. The ramps are broken. And I looked over, and, and uh, my wife was actually playing Guitar Hero Arcade. And I looked at the logo for a second. I was like, wait a minute. And I realized the design for the Guitar Hero Arcade logo is a complete ripoff of the old Star Wars Toy Galaxy display that Kenner made in 1978. Man, that's crazy. Awesome. I mean, I, I, sent, I sent you the email, Bard. Are you in front of your, uh, in front of your inbox? Yeah. Yeah. So, so when am I not in front of my inbox? Exactly. <laughs> Lobart has his inbox attached to his head. So so what they did was they took Guitar Hero, which is already kind of metallic, the logo looks kind of Star Warsy, and then they took the arcade. And it's the exact same color yellow, the exact same color red, it's three D receding into a star field. Oh, it's it's like the exact same font. <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same font. So there's there's vintage in your everyday world. And, 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 and proof that uh, even while I have a life, I need a life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great match, uh, Sky. That looks really good. Awesome. We'll, we'll put that up there. And then the other thing I thought of, and this is just a dream I have, right? So, like, at some point, we got to do this, where we rent out a, a bowling alley or some place that has those little tickets, you know, like for... For the prizes? Yeah, for the prizes. Yeah. But replace all the prizes with vintage Star Wars. <laughs> all right, hear me that out. That would be fun. Okay, and, I'm listening. And then, and then and then you bump up the prices so that you know it's like a dollar to play skee ball, right, or whatever it is. And so you wind up spending you know sixty bucks to get a beat up uh, Rebel soldier, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But still, like you always get scammed on those things. But you get scammed, <laughs> and then you wind up with like a broken yo yo. Like some Tootsie Pops, <laughs> you know. It's like uh, yeah, a, uh, one of those parachute guys or like the <laughs> garbage pail or garbage liner. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, you set it up, and you know, you get a whole bunch. You know, like during a Star Wars convention, you know, you get a whole bunch of people in there. All the money goes to charity. Everything would be donated by 
collectors. And anyways, it's just an idea that I had. How fun would it be if you actually wanted one of those prizes? <laughs> just transfer the mentality because it's like no matter how bad the prize is, you still want it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, the thing I saw today, I was like, oh man, that'd be really sweet. It was like a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull like game, like Escape from the Temple or something, and it was like <laughs> terrible. It was like uh, like molded plastic that wasn't even painted, and it was twenty thousand tokens would have cost something oh, around man. probably four hundred dollars to get it. <laughs> but uh, but I wanted it, and that's all before the news, guys. So uh, is, is there anything else you guys want to say before we hit the news? I mean, that's a good half hour of just. Uh, of just uh, you know shooting the wampa before we uh, before we get before we get headed on this thing, getting the meat. Watch out! It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. Here's the news. It's Kenner's news. The news from Kenner. Here's the news. Here's the news. All right, well, we're back here with Stephen Bart. Uh, <laughs> we're back here with the news, and uh, not only are these the three founding fathers of the Kivecast, but we're also the uh, the, fi- the founding fathers of uh, the California Vintage Collectors Club. And I-, I believe you guys had a meeting, and I say you guys, I mean not me, sadly. So how'd it go, Steve? Tell me about it. Oh, it was great, man. Um, we were down at Mark Enright's house in Glendale. Um, I think we had, let's see how many people. I think six people showed up. It was six. No, seven people. I actually uh, mistook uh, Mark's walrus man for someone in the picture. I kind of forgot that that wasn't a person. Um, no. <laughs> it was great. Um, it, it was, you know, we were there for most of the afternoon, ate some good food. And uh, it was actually one of the funnest things, uh, Phidias decided to bring all of his new packages and open them there. So it was kind of wow. like a live unveiling. And, you know, Phidias, that guy oh, can man. get some crazy stuff. So Wow, so what, that did, was, what, uh, what did he take out? Uh, he took out, It was of course, it was also from, uh, there were boxes from Todd Chamberlain. So there was tons of great stuff. Um, he had a couple of micro prototypes. Um, he had, uh, I think he had a coin six up. I forgot which one. Wow. Um, he had... These old Kenner business cards, which are great, oh, yeah. um, and uh, it's uh, there's a, there was a ton of stuff. He also brought a ton of stuff, um, as he usually does. So, uh, but no, it was great. Um, so and, it's actually funny you say uh, Todd Chamberlain because his logo for the uh, for Toy the, Chamber, right? Yeah, for it's, the Toy uh, Chamber, it's based on the, the same uh, gal- uh, St- Star Wars toy galaxy that the Guitar Hero is based on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and he gave me a shirt which I gave to Lobart uh because Score. I because he loves uh, he loves that site too and I wanted to get him something from C5. So it's all all circular to you sent to the yeah. vortex, man. <laughs> yeah, but um it was cool uh we had Mark Huber come down from from all the way from Sacramento or not Sacramento, sorry, Modesto. Wow. And uh, him and his wife made a weekend of it. Um so it was really really nice of them to come by. Right, I I guess it was just Mark that was at the meeting. Um, his wife was enjoying the poolside, but uh, wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait, wait. She was enjoying that more than going to the meeting. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame her. <laughs> wow, she's gonna be upset when she listens to this on her own and and hears that she you said she wasn't at the meeting, but 
Um, no, Mark, uh, it was really cool of, of uh, them to make the trip down. That's a long way. We, we did yeah. it up there, so it was really nice to, to have them down. I, I guess the next one's going to be up. Uh, maybe, Bart, you were thinking about hosting it, right? <laughs> yep. I'm sweet. That would, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, All right. Stir that, start to stir up that thread. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm thinking is, too, why not make it like a whole thing? Like say, hey, whoever wants to fly out there can hang out, right? Yeah, I mean, I, n- now that we have this uh, super international audience, you know, why not say, hey, you want to come around and talk Star Wars? Why don't you do that? So that's cool. Well, yeah, let's uh, – well, that sounds like a good meeting, and I love that idea of opening up stuff. Uh, have, you, have you gotten anything, Steve, in the last uh, month or so? No, no, nothing. I've been I've been broke as uh, – I don't even know what. <laughs> so it was kind of like a, a pseudo getting a package in the mail. I could see Phidias open his stuff. <laughs> this is awesome. I haven't experienced you're, anything like this in a while. You're so broke you can't even buy a simile. <laughs> like, yeah, I was nope. like <laughs> – Exactly. I, I wasn't really ready for that. To, I can't afford to say anything else. The words. <laughs> I got no words left. <laughs> I, I put my toe into the world of uh, – of prop collecting. Oh, yeah. So I got a, a storyboard from Return of the Jedi, which uh, I mean, as you probably know, well, you guys probably know. Maybe some of the audience doesn't. The storyboards for Return of the Jedi were all xeroxed, so right. it's it's cool, but it's not the actual hand art drawing. Yeah, but uh, no, that's it was used though. It was production used, right? Then they they had yeah. several binders of them that they would. Each part of the production would use, so that's no, that's awesome. Yeah, it's production it's, used. It's not a prop, though. Yeah, I get. Okay, fine. It's not a prop. <laughs> Thanks, Bart. It's uh, okay. Yeah, you're right. It's not really a prop. You know, pre pre production film. I don't know. I bought it from the prop store of London. Okay, so uh, there they see the the word prop was in the. the yeah. <laughs> it's on the invoice, but it's not a prop. Okay. All right, fine. You know what, Lobart? I think I'm going to have to mute you here. No. Uh, <laughs> can you fix the email? Um, but what's cool about it is it's the, the scene where, where Chewie uh, almost falls off the ATST. And, uh-huh. and the storyboard, he's like one leg up, his arms are out. It's hilarious. And then I, I tried to match it to the scene in the movie. In the movie, he's never going to fall. It's just like a little jiggle. So <laughs> once again, the, the, the acting limitations of Peter Mayhew uh, – Infringe oh. on the character. Well, you know, I love him. No, but, okay. I'm sure they toned it down. They yeah. didn't want to have you know a Buster Keaton Chewbacca maneuver. He's right looking there. a little Jar Jarish there, man. They don't yeah, want that. Yeah, it's true. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll take that because I've said a couple. I've joked about the B wing pilot one or two times, so I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Going to lead into our next news story. Uh, so, have you guys heard about Jordan's find? proof cards from Hollywood heroes. I was wondering if, uh, if you had any involvement there. Well, this is, what, a couple weeks ago? Uh, Jordan, it may have been that long ago, but he posted a, uh, a find of these proof cards or mock-ups that were uh, supposedly from the uh, early Power of the Force 2 days, which is uh, interesting. I mean, they have that kind of foil embossed part to them, and it was almost like uh, they were uh, people are calling like a link between uh, the vintage line and then the, the they have the, the vintage line now. So it's it's hard to kind of it, it looks like there's a discrepancy on how old they actually are. But, yeah, um, that's that's a nice way to say it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna just call it a discrepancy. But um, <laughs> right, 
uh, they're nonetheless they are very very cool looking. So I, I was just actually going to wonder or ask you uh, what, what's what's the deal? Like we have them in hand now. Well, uh, I mean the, the deal is so the only ones that showed up were Darth Vader and Chewbacca. Right. And uh, if you haven't seen them, they're they're basically small. They're uh, reduced almost like Xeroxes of the vintage card art on either etched or chrome or gold style paper. So it's a lot like uh, like in the 90s they had a lot of comic books where they were like, oh, this one's special. It's on silver paper. And, <laughs> you know, they just created demand. And uh, so there's three Chewbacca's, maybe more, I guess. It's, it's hard to kind of tell, but there's one that's just kind of plain with the mm-hmm. Luke and Leia in the top right uh, embossed. Right. Uh, there's one that's chrome and there's one that's gold. And the gold doesn't show up in the in the photo, but it's actually pretty yeah. cool in, in person. Okay. I have had a chance to see these in person. Um, How big are they? So they're the size of like a baseball card? No, no. They're, they're like a little bit smaller than a vintage card. card. Yeah, okay. but they're, they're not that small. Um, but yeah, I have had a chance to, to inspect them in person. And they're definitely really cool. The thing is, uh, what's put me on the fence as to what to do with them is is we no one really knows what they are um there there's been a debate kind of going back and forth about it um it was created by this company called uh, revere graphics um which coming from boston i was pretty excited because you know revere uh is (laughs) is a town in boston near where my wife is from um but uh but because they came from Boston, initially Jordan said they'd come from the early 90s, and uh, then that was contested because they're saying, well, why would they be from the early 90s when Kenner mostly worked with companies that were close to Cincinnati? Right. And then uh, – the, na- the name of the company thing too, right? Right. That was uncovered by, by who, Steve? There it is, Chris Georgoulias. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ding. Uh, so Chris Georgoulias. Every cast, every time. Every time. The only <laughs> constant. Uh, and uh, he he noted that the company changed its name from Revere Graphic to Revere Graphics in 19 – what was it? 90, I think 96, right? 96, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the initial date of it as being early 90s, which would make it much more significant, that would mean that it was a pre-Power of the Force 2 mock-up, meaning, right, right. hey, are we going to have this stupid Darth Vader head, or are we going to <laughs> reproduce vintage figures? Um, so if it was early 90s, it would be much more exciting, much more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, as it is, it's, it's great, because they've clearly taken the, the vintage cards, and uh, the, the Vader is a Revenge of the Jedi... So they had to clear out the free the free Nyen Nub offer, and yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I call him Nyen Nub, not Nine Nub, Steve, because I'm <laughs> I'm not dyslexic. So <laughs> I this is like the ATAT, right? I mean, it's Nyen yeah. Nub, it's not Nine Nub, anyways. Uh, so they had to blur that out, and it just says on it PMS Blue, which mm. uh, stands for Pantone Matching System, right, Bart? That's right. Thank you. See, Lobart also knows graphics. Ah. Uh, so these things are really great, but because uh, Jordan had said he's going to come out with pictures of the printing plates and all these other details, and he just hasn't done it yet. You know, he's a very busy guy. Um, we don't quite know what they are. 
So I that's that's kind of like the writing factor, huh? Because I, I that would kind of shore it up if if he does have it. So right. I mean, there's there's three potential timelines. It could be. Bef- the idea was it was before 1995, which would right. make it. I mean, I think insanely valuable. Uh, yeah, uh, as yeah. far as historical interest. Um, then there's the 1996 to 2000 period. Mm-hmm. Which would make it pretty interesting because it would be another line that they didn't pursue in the modern era, yeah, until until kind of later with the uh, the uh, the new vintage figures or whatnot. But yeah, right. And then there's the idea of the that new they were, the yeah. new vintage figures that they were that they came out with a couple of years ago. And if yeah. this was just a mock up for that, then the interest is significantly lower. Right. Um, and there's. It's pretty much been ruled out that it's early 90s, mm-hmm. um, but the debate now is whether or not it's in the 90s or or this this millennium. So yeah. that's a, a debate that is in in uh, media's res, uh, and it's it's pretty exciting. And I I don't know what to do. Um, is there a carbon <laughs> dating or something we could maybe get? To? <laughs> Oh, Lobart. Are you are you serious? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how accurate carbon dating is. I, I think it's like but I can check on that. You should check on that, Lobart, because I, I my my instinct is to make fun of you just because you're my brother. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I I don't know if that's merited in this. Uh, in you need this to take case. him to a forensics lab, Scott. There you go. Yeah, take him to a forensic lab. That's good. CSI. Yeah. yeah. Vintage. <laughs> but you know, we'll we'll see where it winds up, and I mean the. The thing that gets lost in it is, to be honest, even if it is just two years old, it's still really cool. It's still yeah. unproduced. Yeah, the, the embossing is great. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it still really is. cool embossing. So, um, had I not purchased those other things, I think I'd 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 be much less hesitant with these. But yeah, uh, you know, what are you going to do? So I'd say that's definitely the the biggest news of this month. Um. And uh, it's still still going on. Um, well, a little bit. Of, how about a little bit of beginners here? What the formal line between vintage and modern? What what is the date there? Okay, so what would you say, Steve? So it depends on if you're talking about the the stuff that was foreign, or I mean, right. I, I kind of tend to think of it as like 1988, 89 ish, something like that. Right. So. As far as vintage figures in America goes, we say around eighty-five, right? Because that's, yeah, that's in when, America, yeah, right. That's when the the droids and the Ewoks lines and the power of the Force, you know, uh, put out their coins and then died a hasty death, right? Yeah, right. And so then in the where it gets a little bit hazy is with glassleet, glasslight. How do I say it? Glace Lite? That's the way I say it? In, <laughs> Something like that. In, in Brazil, they were still making vintage figures until 1988. So yeah. we still consider that to be vintage. And then the Uze bootlegs are probably from what? Early 90s, right? I think I think they were early 90s. Um, or I'm some sure of them were. That, or I, I don't know. Hopefully someone from the, the bootleg mafia will, uh, will, will chime in and tell us exactly when but i think it's a little bit hazy and a lot of the polish stuff was from around that time too so i think what it is bart is whenever a figure is based on the vintage molds right whether it's production or 
bootleg or foreign, and it's before 1995. It's considered yeah. vintage. There you I, go. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Hey, wait, that was really good, Steve. Right? That, that's a good way that's to say good. it, right? That was good. I just came up with that right <laughs> now. I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but uh, I've been known to do that. But uh... what's that sound? Can I cut that out? <laughs> There's another little bit of news, and this popped up somewhere. I, I don't know where I read this, but it was about uh, the the rock and roll band called Weezer. Are, are you guys into Weezer? I like Weezer. I had older stuff more than the new, but yeah, they're, they're all right. Yeah, I, we're kind of in between two ages here. So Steve was, you know, born in 1994, and uh, <laughs> and and Bart is about 10 years older than me. So I, I don't know. I think I, I'm I'm of the age who's probably supposed to like Weezer the most. But uh, I uh, they wound up playing their album. Like all my buddies played their album like over and over and over again at my house, and for some reason that just burned me out. But uh, that happens. Yeah, it's not that I dislike them. It's just that I don't like them. If that makes sense. <laughs> but uh, I didn't. That doesn't make sense. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a wordsmith, guys. No, uh, it's not that I dislike them. It's that I don't have a particularly positive feeling for them. So, you know, it's not like uh, on, onto the Weezer news. Okay, onto the Weezer news. Thanks, <laughs> uh, thanks, Lobart. Uh, so it turns out that a lot of what made Weezer Weezer was vintage Star Wars figures. And uh, I, I looked up here on Weezerpedia, the Weezer Encyclopedia. And I had no idea that existed. That That's that's crazy. It, it does. And their logo is a Death Star with the Weezer logo on it. <laughs> so uh, it's it's interesting because on this, on this, they explain how the Blue Album, which is their first album, the one that was played into the ground in our little house in Massachusetts, uh, it talks about how the way they got um, the guitar player or backup singer. Let's see. Who is this guy? I think he was both. Um, Let me see what is uh, <clears throat> Brian Bell. So his uh, – right now there's some Weezer fan going, he's the bass player. Uh, guitarist <laughs> and songwriter. Yes. Guitarist and backing vocalist. I had it right the first time. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Oh, hey. He's from Knoxville. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, – East Tennessee rules. Go balls. Yeah. And I once drove there just to throw a rock at the Wig Sphere. Um, anyway, so he uh, he apparently made it into the band by properly answering a question about a Star Wars figure. And we're now going to do, for the first time, a dramatic recreation. Do you guys all have your scripts in front of you? Yes. Yeah. Okay, time out for just a second. Okay, you, you got to get your game face on. No. <laughs> Okay, so is, um, are, are these guys like post um, post um, Nirvana? Is that what we should sound like? What, what are yeah, yeah, kind of post Nirvana. Hey. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Hey, hey, hi, Ryan. Hey, it's Matt. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of thing. Actually, the the, the lead singer took uh, uh, piano lessons from a friend of mine's girlfriend's mom, and then never paid her. So there you go. <laughs> Nice. And now you just heard that, audience. How do you, how do you, how do you know that information? <laughs> going to go out and tell people? Okay. So so here okay. here is the recreation. Okay. So, uh... Bring, bring! Uh, hi. Um, Brian, it's Matt. Oh, hey. How's it going? You guys recording? 
Uh, or yeah. Uh, so, what are you up to these days? Hey, it's it's Rivers. Uh, can you sing? What? I, I guess so. Why? Listen, what's your favorite Star Wars action figure? What figure? Uh, um, uh, how a uh, hammerhead. Do you want to be in Weezer? Uh, well, hell yeah! Okay, you can send us a tape. Just play and sing some of our songs. I'll someone at Geffen send our demo tape to you. FedEx a tape to us as soon as you can, okay? It'll be like your audition. Ooh, I look just like Hammerhead. Ooh, and you look like Snaggletooth. Alright, I edited. <laughs> How much do uh, do I regret singing that? A lot. <laughs> That's on acetate. That's on acetate. So yeah, Geffen's gonna want that. Yeah, Geffen's gonna want that. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, that is a good answer. You know, if if you have to be asked by the lead guy in Weezer, what's your favorite figure? If you're like Boba Fett, they'll be like, you know what? Why don't you go be in a, a silver chair? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. Do you like do you like silver chair? Uh, I, I'm not a not a fan. I don't really. Okay. No, no inkling either way. Right. <laughs> or, I'm not or, offended. Right. Why don't you go join Cher's group? Oh, I'm sorry, Bart. I forgot that. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> Bart, Bart does like Cher. That's a little, little secret. I believe. But, uh, he does believe. He believes in life after love, Steve. Do you? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> no comment. No comment. He's not going there. He's not going there. So speaking of life after love, man, these segues are forced. Uh, there, there's also a, uh, a a fun story. The vintage Star Wars forums have seen the return of somebody who had been banned for a long time. Do you know who that person is? The one, the only, Bill Cable. Now, I, I got to ask a question, Bart, okay? I mean, you, you, you're not a part of this podcast every month. You know, we, we get you in here when we can. You help us out with technical stuff. So you're, you're kind of impartial, okay? Is this a coincidence? Some guy is banned. He gets on the Kive cast. Next month, he's reinstated. Coincidence Bam. or not? Not a coincidence. <laughs> it can't That's be, the right? the power of the Kive. It's got to be the five delicious. <laughs> give him some focus. You give him give him a voice. Exactly. And he is back on. I mean, you can't fight the Kai. I love it. Yeah. I love, I'm surprised he was banned anyway. He seems like a. I don't know. When I listened to the the cast, it sounded great, and he seemed like a friendly guy, and he's doing amazing art. And what do you want? You know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of an old story, and it was kind of a. A tinkling match between them, and it's it's just great that it got settled. And uh, obviously, we must have had nothing to do with it. But I I uh, I do think we can take some credit for at least the coincidence. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> Taking credit for coincidence. I don't like that. <laughs> Taking credit for coincidence. At least the eleventh time we've done. <laughs> but uh, he. I mean, he is, and I, I maybe edited some of this out, but I mean, he he really does a lot of great stuff for the hobby. I mean, he's had that website forever, and he doesn't. The thing is, sometimes there's like a, a threshold for how much you give. Like there are people out there who give a little bit, and they get a little bit of recognition, and then there's people who give a ton more, and they get the same amount of recognition. And uh, Bill's one of those people where he puts a lot into it, but it's like. 
you know, if so, he doesn't, I don't think he gets enough recognition. So I'm glad that he he's back on there, sort of in the the, the main vein of of the collecting community. And uh, it's it's just it's a happy story to have him back. <laughs> well, we'll get to the feedback later. But people said that we seem more at ease, and I do think we are more at ease. Um, and definitely, I having... thought last month's podcast sounded really great. You guys yeah. were you guys were jamming along, and it was just uh, you know not a lot of C five. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so yeah, let's finish up our C five coverage. Um. <laughs> Come on, Bart, I got you a Mimo bot. What more do you want? <laughs> I had to say it. I know, but what do I do? Do I take it out of the package? You guys are killing me. Uh, no, you don't take it out of the package. Exactly. Yeah, you no. just you can get another Mimo bot. You can go to you can go to the world's second largest uh, Barnes and Noble and get a RTD two Mimo bot like the one I have right here. Yeah, that you're using, right? That I'm using, of course, because yeah, exactly. it wasn't C5 exclusive, and I'm not a – and you're a, a, a Lobot collector, so. I know. I'm, I'm with it. So there, there is more news, uh, but it, it's, it's, it's limelight news, so let me hit stop on the recorder. Yes. And uh, again, we'll get the feedback later, but the most damning feedback we've gotten <laughs> is about the limelight song. Now, I'm a professor. Uh, I, I'm grading finals as we speak, which means my students have all taken their course evaluations. I mean, I, I, I chew my nails. I, I, I tap my foot. I get nervous when I have to hand out the evaluations. And so I take criticism very seriously. And people do not like the Limelight song. Steve, <laughs> what's your opinion on it? You seem tepid. Uh, I, I thought it was all right. It was very... Uh... Mixed. I mean, you got a lot in there. So, I mean, some of it I could pick up, some of it I couldn't. Um, right. It's it's creative, but uh, Ouch. I, I, yeah, really creative. Creative, not in a good way, is what he said <laughs> in the, under his breath. There. Do, do these pants make me look fat? No, they make you look ample. Oh. They make you look voluminous. No, rich. Bart, what, 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 what do you think about the new Limelight song? Uh, I didn't really like it. It has that weird grumble, grumble kind of. Thanks. I mean, the less your voice is in there, the better. Right. Thanks. Well, I thought you'd like it because it's got some dead on there, and you know you're. Uh... I did like Bobby. Yep. I, Bobby, I, I, dude, is Pigpen. What? Dude, call oh, out. Sixty-eight ow. Warfield. Anyways, it's all right. I don't think it's a Warfield, <laughs> um, but. Uh... <laughs> But it's definitely Pigpen, yeah. It's Love Light, like uh, old style. Anyways, but uh, we, we got a suggestion from Scott Bradley, who is not coincidentally Canadian, uh, that we replace <laughs> with the Rush song Limelight. <laughs> I did think of this. This is the reason why I didn't do it. I, uh, I, there are certain songs that I hate, and Limelight <laughs> is not one of the songs I hate. But I hate it when they use the obvious song for the thing. I got you. And, and in, I, th I think that's a good point. I, I, I definitely appreciate the drops where you haven't gone straight to, you know, celebration, cool in the gang, etc. That is a key ingredient. Right. And so a lot of this is based on the fact that the song Kung Fu Fighting, it, it's the worst song, right? It's the worst song ever. And it's never <laughs> funny. Not since Wayne's World has it been funny where you hear Kung Fu Fighting when people are fighting and you've laughed, right? <laughs> That's true. I, and it's every single time. Every single time they use Kung Fu Fight. I don't know if he doesn't charge royalties on it. 
And like, I mean, songs will change my life. Like, we almost got a house in California on Santa Claus Lane, Steve. But I'm oh, like, wow. I'm like, there's no way that I am going to have to have that song stuck in my head. Here comes Santa Claus. Here goes Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Forget it. I'm not gonna. It's not worth it. And and even here, and where I live in Rochester, there there's a road that we're looking into called Winding Road. And I, oh, <laughs> and I I love the Beatles, but the long and winding road oh, is man, a that is a long and winding. That's what it is. It's a bad song. And I, there's <laughs> no way of cutting it. It's a bad song. Anything written for the Spice Girls is better than that song. I mean, any, <laughs> forget it. Justin Bieber. Oh, that's a little harsh. I don't no, know. No, long and winding road is torture. It's it's it's, it's in my not a good song, but I don't know if I'd go that far. Point is, I just I just don't like the automatic associations with a song, so that's why I, I try and mix it up a little bit. But hey, Limelight is a fine song, and Rush is at least Canadian, and we are a pro-Canadian uh, podcast, right? Steve? There's Always. three of them. Always. Yeah. There's three of them. There's three what? Our neighbor to the north. Yeah. Rush. Yeah, Rush. There's uh, uh, Get Getty Lee, Neil uh, Pert. Uh, yeah, Neil Pert and uh, Angus Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Now, who's the third one? Oh, God. We're driving our Canadian fans crazy. Neil Peart, Angus Lee. No, wait. Not Angus Lee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, so we'll, uh, we'll have the new one with the limelight from Rush from now on, just because uh, the Kivecast does care about what you think. <laughs> that sounded aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we'll play the limelight thing. Um, and. So uh, the 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 run that that I've chosen uh, that we, we've chosen is by Tracy Hamilton. I'll put up a link, and it's his Droids C-3PO pre-production run. And this thing is the most complete run I have ever seen of anything, ever. It's uh, it's insane. <laughs> We're going back to the original word. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. That's right. That was uh, Steve's initial uh, twelve-back uh, proof focus uh, word. So, so what he's done is, you know, in general, Bart. So I'm talking to you now because, uh, you know, pretend like you don't know this stuff. So th- they break it up between two D and three D, right? So two D is all the proof cards and chromolins and art, and then three D is all of the. Uh, the figural stuff, like the actual toy, and he's got everything, right? What does he not have? Does he? Uh, there does, isn't much does he not have sense. the wax sculpt? Is that it? Is that the only thing he's missing? I think he's he's missing the um, like a paint master hard copy. I think is one thing he said he was missing, and also, let's see, I guess we could just lay out what he does have. I mean, I think that sounds better, right? <laughs> so, so as far as the the two D stuff, so he's got the original card back artwork which for the droids line is all hand drawn artwork and this was sold by Tom Nye Heisel a couple of years ago and 
this stuff is just amazing. Uh, it was yeah. it was priced high enough that people thought it wasn't worth it, but people were wrong because it's totally awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. It's got that really neat uh, clear overlay that has all the the line, the line drawing stuff, and then the the airbrushing and paint on the back. It's it's crazy. It's, right. That that's one thing that he showed is the process that they used. So there's the colors, and then there's another layer, almost like an animation cell of the hard yeah. black lines. Right. And uh, and then he's got what? He's got uh, chromalins. He's got a proof. layout board. Yeah, the layout board. I mean, that thing is just crazy. Yeah, the layout that's, board. Is that the one that has the that's on like a cardboard and then has like stuff written around the borders? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's written everywhere. Uh, everything's written on it. He's got a chromalin of the back and the front, which is a nice touch. And he's got yeah. these transparencies. Yeah, where'd those come from? I don't know. I mean, I, actually, hopefully. Uh, I put out an email to him. Hopefully, uh, I'm going to be able to interview him and ask him some of these questions uh, in person. I'll just kind of wedge that in somewhere. Yeah, it's it's rare. You don't see the the um, the photo separation stuff as as much. I'm not as familiar with it, but it's. I mean, it's just like you were saying. He pretty much he has everything from start to finish. Um, especially for that for the packaging, man. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. It's a very impressive thing. And then this actually brought out. This is part of the reason it's so good to have Bill Cable back in the fold because he's a, a C-3PO collector as well. Um, and he he brought out this picture of alternate droids artwork. Yeah, that's right. That's which, right. Which he didn't have and we'll have kind of a, a link to the archive, a kind of semi-nugget. From the archive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a pill for this <laughs> a half nugget oh, oh that's worse yeah it is worse uh, but uh how about a nugget nugget a nugget nugget that's good a nug 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 like the ewoks nug 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 of C-3PO where he's being picked up by uh, Luke and, and Obi-Wan. And that's just a great a great piece of art. But <laughs> Bill said that he threw it away. <laughs> uh, it, I guess he, he had the uh, – it was the transparency of that that he threw away, right? And not yeah, the, not the actual uh, piece, yeah. He had the transparency. That's, yeah, that's – at least still, he still has a, a picture of it. That's Yeah, that's true because what's the difference to us really? <laughs> but – yeah, that's uh, so I'd say that's without a doubt the the limelight of the month. And, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and there's all the the figure stuff too. I mean, he's got tons of first shots. Got the the uh, what is it? Um, some things with alternate sculpts. He's got the uh, the conceptual wax, which isn't the original wax, but it's something kind of in between. But I mean, still, it's yeah. Like I was saying, I think he he's dismissing um, the hard copy kind of stuff. But I mean, you really can't ask for much more when you got something like this. It's crazy. No, and actually when I was talking to Bill, he, he mentioned that it was the the colors of this 3PO that was, I think, uh, the reason that he got into collecting 3PO. Huh. So it is awesome, just the, the kind of strange muted colors and – yeah, so that's – That's great. Yeah, that's excellent. In, in, any questions, Bart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm such a jerk. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's outstanding. It's the kind of thing, and I mentioned this, but he he's really responsible for a lot of the knowledge that we have about uh, the process. Like he he did this amazing, probably my favorite uh, panel that I've ever seen at Celebration was uh, his panel on the pre-production process, and he explained everything with uh, uh, Bill Wills, right? Is Bill Wills Bill yeah. Tracy, right? Yeah, with Bill yeah. Wills, all about. Each single step, how it goes from art to chromaline to transparency, the whole thing. And he also did a special in Tomarts, uh, which is a great back issue where he explains the whole process. And uh, it's nice that the person, you know, it's not just someone who's like, hey, I'm a venture capitalist. I'll buy everything and I have everything. He, he, uh, he taught and he also owns. So it's pretty cool. See. Uh, and then uh, an- another piece of news. This uh, I don't know if it's really news, but it's a post, and it just didn't get that much attention. I thought it was really cool. Did uh, d- did you see this, guys? The 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 guy who recorded the vintage Star Wars give a show projector. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'd never seen the uh, the give a show the actual thing before, so it was it was awesome watching this. <laughs> did do you check this out, Bart? Uh, not yet. No. So it's. Uh, I mean, I don't. You. I'm pretty sure we had a, a give a show projector. So, you know, back in the old days, you didn't have DVDs, and if the movie wasn't playing, you couldn't see it. So Kenner released this thing called the give a show projector, which wasn't even pictures of the movie. They were just drawings of the movie yeah. with little captions, and you can buy it, and people have it. But I've never actually seen what it looks like. So, so Welsh Slider has a uh, a website called the Bearded Trio, which uh, is pretty cool. Do uh, you guys want to guess what it is, or do, or do you already know? I think I already know. Bart, do, Bart, do you know? Do you want to guess who the Bearded Trio is? Um, no, I better not. No, take your take, take your guess. So usually it's me that's guessing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um. Princess Leia. Yeah. Oh no, no! Wait a second. I'm gonna move on. All right, it's it's uh, Lucas Spielberg and Williams. Oh, nice. Williams. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. John Williams. Not, not Brian yeah. Williams not, from not Billy, NBC. Robin NBC. Williams. <laughs> That'd be great. Brian Williams, Robin Williams, and Billy D. Williams. That'd be good. But uh, yeah, so he has this site, and it's a, it's a blog. It's www.thebeardedtrio.com if you want to check it out. And he just records the whole thing. And uh, how long does it last? I think it's just a couple minutes. 12 minutes. Uh, it's a nice piece of nostalgia, but also I just think useful because sometimes it's nice when people actually open things up and look at them. And uh, the drawings are great. And I, I just think it's uh, it's awesome. Maybe we'll, we'll show it to our kids sometime and tell them about the, the days before before DVDs. But enough about the past Let's talk about the past. (laughs) Let's move into the nugget from the archive, shall we? Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. From the archive. So, uh, for this month, let's do something different, guys. Instead of picking... Can you announce it a bit more like... 
In this month? Okay, in this month, let's do something different. Let's, uh, because we, we've generally just done an item and then talked about it. But uh, while I was uh, thinking about the TIE Bomber and its complete uselessness, I was thinking, <laughs> well, what if there was something on the on the archive that might feature that? Um, because the TIE Bomber is actually a very valuable vintage Star Wars die-cast uh, vehicle. Right. It's like the, uh, the Holy Grail of die-cast vehicles. Right. It's very hard to find and... It's what usually like what five hundred six hundred bucks, Steve. I, I don't know. I've, I've never actually seen one for sale, so I I I'm not I'm not sure. I just knew they were rare. Right. I think they they released. What's the deal? Yo, yo. Seventy five thousand was the original uh, test dollars. <laughs> actually, I got one. If you want one for seventy five dollars. Yeah, so they only made seventy five thousand. Wait, is that right, yeah. or, or seven thousand five hundred? Um, I'm looking on the archive right here. It says they were test marketed only, and it had a distribution of seventy five thousand pieces. All right. Wow, that really gives you an idea of how many <laughs> of everything else there is, huh? It's exactly. <laughs> it's kind of eye opening. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is so hard to find, and there were seventy five thousand of them. <laughs> Great googly moogly. That's a lot. But uh, there isn't much for the TIE Bomber on the archive, but it led me down the, the archive hole into these amazing pictures of the Star of the Toy Fair in New York from 1980. And uh, there's two write-ups, both by Ron Salvatore, who has never appeared on the Kivecast, but we talk about him probably about as much as we do uh, Chris Jorgulius. <laughs> Although his name is easier to pronounce. That's true. And this is the kind of thing I, I wanted to, to dig up a bit because – had you ever seen this write-up, Steve? No, I, not this one in particular. I'd seen some old Toy Fair photos, but this one, the one you picked was awesome. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really in-depth. So yeah. the one in particular that interested me was this wall display, and uh, he he explains how elaborate it is. It was the kickoff of The Empire Strikes Back and it was transitioning. And all these pictures, there's tons of, uh, you know, kind of prototypes. And it's, there's just these amazing photos of all these, uh, everything set up like as a diorama. And, yeah. uh, and it's just picture after picture of stuff. And it's nothing new. If, if a lot, a lot of people have seen these things, I think they have one of, uh, if you look at picture two, guys, I don't know if you're there, but you can see uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader having a lightsaber battle in Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty sweet. And uh, it's got the entire line, and it's a good way of understanding how they tried to sell things back in the day because, you know, you wouldn't be able to distribute things if uh, you weren't able to sell them to the vendors. And yeah. they even There's something really jarring about all these guys in suits <laughs> standing around these old Star Wars toys. It's just like not what you think of at all. That's what I love about it. Yeah, it's like where the you get go your toys right here. You know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> you gotta get some toys here. Look at this. This is fun. Come on, the kids will love it. It's like a Dan Aykroyd trying to sell you a bag of glass. All right, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Look, they shoot things. They're battling. What do you want? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and they yeah they don't have the goofy kids with the turtlenecks. No, no. <laughs> which is just goofy adults. Which actually, Bart, I gotta say, a lot of the pictures of you when you were a kid, you have a, a perfect Kenner model back in the day. <laughs> Thank you. you had the outfit, you had the hair, you had the look. Yeah, but uh, one of my favorite things is they also have uh, a little tiny. It, it looks almost like uh, when you uh, go to a pet store and they have a little cage for the, for yeah, the dogs and for stuff. The... For, for the sand crawler. If you for look the at, sand crawler, yeah. It's got, at, it's got at, its own at, little pen. At uh, photo eight. So, uh, I mean, it's at photo four, you see the sand crawler where you could use the remote control to move it around. Yeah. See, what's what's also great to me is these old TVs they have. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm picturing today's Toy Fair with, like, the big flat screens and all that. I'm like, right. this is this is what it's all about. It's the TVs. <laughs> right. It's, Here's a giant box to put this huge, heavy TV on that's only about 20 inches in diagonal. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then that's what they'd show the commercials on, right? So it was yeah. all, it's all kind of linked, and those commercials are what, what make the beginning of our show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and they have a great lineup of um, photo uh, – what is it, eight? Well, I don't know what photo it is. But they have a, a great a great picture of uh, all the new figures lined up on this kind of snow mountain. looks kind of like – Ice mountain thing. Yeah, yeah. kind of like Matterhorn from uh, Disney. Yeah, yeah, totally. With the ten new figures in the back, including Luke in his uh, walking, so the kind of early 31 back. Yep. Oh, you like that detail there? There it is. Yeah, and uh, then finally they have a picture of the uh, of the Thai bomber, uh, so you see it, and they and they're stuck <laughs> a on skeptical pins. lady, right? <laughs> yeah, so they they appear to be. Uh, yeah, that's what's great. The, the great thing uh, this is the they have another section: salespeople and buyers, and that's what uh, Steve was talking about: the people with the suits. <laughs> so this is the the great thing about Ron is his writing. He's a very funny guy. And uh, they have a picture, and this is the one I think we'll have to choose as the representative picture I, in the I show agree. notes. So, Bart, are, are you there, salespeople and buyers, one of six? Uh, one of six, yep. Yeah. So it's this lady in red, and, and she's like, – I don't know. Yeah, she's got her, head, her hand on her chin, and she's looking at the Thai bomber like – I. this is the thing that was bombing the asteroids, right? I. There's no reason we need to make a toy of this. <laughs> this guy's pitching it hard, though, man. He's, he's yeah, really he's, he's trying not. to go for this. Yeah. It's like, you don't understand. If they don't bomb the asteroids, the rebels win. <laughs> but see, he's also trying to sell a cloud car, too, which which I guess was hard. Uh, but I, don't, I guess not. I don't know. It's sold, right? So. Yeah, it's sold. We, we got one of those kicking around. I, I have a lot of good memories of those diecast figures. Uh, except for the, the uh, I lost the Tantive for, I mean I guess Bart uh, or one of my other brothers must have lost it because it is gone. The in the the, the Star Destroyer yeah. <laughs> blockade uh, runner that goes up inside. Yeah, yeah, the blockade runner. Thanks, Bart. I, um, no idea. No I, idea. I, I used uh, dorky terminology. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely the the winner of the bunch is the lady saying, eh, "I'll tell you what, we'll make seventy five thousand, then we'll, <laughs> we'll see. see how it goes." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and oh man, some of the mustaches, oh, they're just wonderful. Oh, it's great. It's just great. So that's the the nugget from the archive. Go check it out, guys. Uh, check out the link, or just go on the SWCA 
put in Thai Bomber in the link, and it'll be the second or third uh, thing that shows up on the search. And, and the great thing is there's there's stuff from all the different years too. This is just one year in particular that was that we're talking about, but there's uh, I think several years listed there. So it's, it's really really fun to look through. Right. And and all these guys, the the sort of old guard of collectors who went out and got all the prototypes and proofs, you know, we we salivate over all their stuff that's worth all the money. <laughs> but this stuff that's, you know, virtually worthless now that it's scanned is in many ways much more valuable because it's so interesting. And uh, also, last month, uh, we mentioned how there was the new uh, Rebel Scum Collectors uh, podcast. And uh, you, you remember that, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Bart, you remember listening to that? Yeah, there's a is it, uh, um, so it's Force Cast, like a little subset. Yeah, it's a subset of the Force Cast. And it's, so it's hosted by uh, uh, Dan Curdo and James Burns. And they they had a pretty interesting idea of, you know, we have the, the yak to your face section, which is where we talk to a collector, and they do a similar thing, but they have just an entire episode dedicated to that, which... Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's nice, because it gets really in-depth, and I think if we're ever at a loss of things to do, we, we could do that. And uh, they interview Jimmy Mack, who we spoke about, who's the the sound maestro of uh, of the Force Cast Empire. And, you know, I, I met him at uh, Celebration 5, and I met him at Celebration 4, too, but I had a good time talking at Celebration 5. Yeah. He, he was someone who would listen to me when I was talking about the difference between knowledge and wisdom in Episode 2. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what I was talking earlier about being too skyish? Well, uh, anyways. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a pretty good interview. And I, I mention it here because he's a modern collector, but most of the stuff they talk about are memories of vintage toys. And he even mentions that he he may be getting into vintage in the future. Uh-oh. So uh, I, I tried to lure him to the light side a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I sent I sent him an email, and uh, it was actually funny. I was listening to it with the kids in the car, and he talks about he he's into doing like uh, custom and he would like vintage head swapping. That's what what mm. he's doing. So I think that sounds pretty good. And nice. uh, actually, he got my, my son who was like, hey, can we start doing vintage swapping? Can we cut Uh-oh. the heads off of vintage <laughs> figures? <laughs> he wanted to do a uh, a Hoth Rebel Soldier with uh, – what was it? A Hoth Rebel Soldier, I think it was like Bosk's head or something, like some kind of weird thing. But uh, <laughs> You were like, don't make me stop the car. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, but that was a, it's it's a, it's a good episode, and I think it it goes to the strength of of the vintage hobby that uh, that that wound up being a lot of the focus because uh, that's part of the problem of of the modern hobby, which we won't get into now, but uh, it does lack a certain amount of cohesion. But uh, we'll wait for that that great debate later. But yeah, you should you should go check it out if you want to hear more people talking about toys. Phew. Well, you know, guys, I, I, we were just talking about it, uh, and I think what we should do is instead of having the, the debate D8, sort of the, the first of vintage versus modern, I think we'll push that to maybe next month or, or down the line because the time has just flown. 
You were supposed to talk there, guys. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was actually, I was actually, oh yeah, my face down on my desk. <laughs> That's no, not my not. drool. That's not my drool. No. No. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, hey man, it's eleven o'clock out here. It's eight o'clock where uh, you guys are on your uh-huh. your side of the triangle. But uh, let's let's go into a little bit of feedback. Uh, let's see here. So. First, we can start with the the rebel scum feedback. Uh, did did uh, you, you see Steve? How someone completely made our point for us? Let's see. Was this on the last show's thread? Yeah, on the, on the last show's thread, uh, the the Thanksgiving commute. Um, okay, I, I know I haven't seen that note since it first came up. Um, well, well, anyways, uh, Jared, our our friend from New England. Oh yeah. He uh, he pointed out that the Ewoks had a fire cart in the preschool line. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so obviously, having bonfires inside of trees was uh, was a problem that that the Ewoks dealt with. They just didn't deal with it on screen. <laughs> they dealt with it in the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what the expanded universe is for. You know, you can go further. You know, you can really understand. Anyways. Just filling in the gaps. <laughs> right. Filling in the gaps. And, uh, yeah, as I said, some comments about the new limelight jingle, including our friend <laughs> from Ali in France and Scott. And Anyways, not not much uh, we can do about that. I changed it already, as I, as I like to say. They can't all be hits. <laughs> People seem to love the Mr. T stuff. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And we actually had it a, could be the release of the eighteen um, DVD. Oh, yeah, no, we should try to get that like a cross promotional. See if we can get uh, Liam Neeson on the Kivecast. <laughs> <laughs> He'd think that we'd you know oh you know oh you want to talk about Star Wars? No 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 no, just uh, talk about BA. Um, and <laughs> an anonymous someone who wishes to remain anonymous uh, came up with the idea of what our new drop should be. And, oh yeah, and uh, so I I haven't made it yet, but uh, oh, I, I'm going going to tell you what it is, which is your trademark <laughs> is Wampa. Your trademark is Wampa. <laughs> there you go. A mixture of your trademark is stupidity and Wampa. Your trademark. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that I like it. He said that we should take credit for it, but uh, I I couldn't do it. But he didn't want credit for it. I'll just say that uh, his name rhymes with Borbublius. Oh. <laughs> no credit given. No credit given. No credit given. No licensing. No, no, no. Lucasfilm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Matthias. Hopefully, we'll be able to get him on one of these Kivecasts eventually, talking about the Swedish stuff. That's that's pretty fun. Um, but we'll see. And uh, yeah, what was the other thing? There was. Uh, did you see that we got a, a couple nice mentions in that that thank you thread on Rebel Scum, which was oh, really nice to hear. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Chris, who goes by Beanie on there, I know he's he's chimed in with us before. He mentioned us in his thank you. Um, oh, cool. Also, a couple other people did. Um, Lee Bullock. Um, who else? A few. I mean, there's a few different people in here. It's it's cool. I mean. There's all all sorts of thanks being given in that thread to all the you know everyone in the hobby, but we got mentioned a couple of times, so it was really uh, nice to see. It's great. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, yeah, as as I always say, we we really appreciate feedback. I I successfully signed up on the Imperial Gunnery. Oh, and, cool. Uh, 
I talked to them. Uh, well, actually, I didn't. I uh, I kind of dropped off of them. I feel bad. I'm like, I'm going to be all over here and talk to you guys. But then then I, I made initial contact, and I wrote like, I, like three or four times. I, I wrote up another post, and I was going to post it. But then, you know, sometimes you just don't hit send, and there's no real reason that you don't hit send. You just don't hit send. <laughs> Anyways, that's what, that's what I did. So uh, they – uh, we will hopefully get a official correspondent from what's going on over there. Oh. And as far as uh, feedback, we also got a, a letter from the Netherlands uh, from a guy Woo-hoo. named Leo, and I uh, just appreciated it. He was the one who alerted me that our uh, our email was no longer working, and huh. uh, he had he had some ideas. He kind of told some stories and says how his two boys play with the vintage toys still. And uh, he likes the all of the segments, but he wants something uh, – or he thinks it would be a good idea to have a Holy Grail section where people talk about their favorite item of their collection, which we get into with the whole the whole burning uh, – the burning house question. That's true, yeah. yeah. But uh, Bart, what's your favorite uh, Star Wars item? Uh, let's see. My favorite Star Wars item is probably my pre-production um, sign-off from Todd. The uh, Lobot card that's signed by, uh, like, a QA guy. Right, the the quality control Lobot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, that thing's sweet. And that's like, uh, that's very uh, very hard to find, right? You've had Lobot collectors be like, uh, "Hey, uh, why do you have this? Can I have it?" <laughs> <laughs> but well, I did uh, get the uh, to geek out. I did get the uh, double case from Oscar, so I have the proof on one side and then the. And the QA on the other, so it's pretty uh-huh. nice. That's spiffy. Yeah, that's as everyone knows. How do you pay a Lobart and Lobots? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although you got those on your own. No, I got you the proof, right? And you got the other one on your own. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Slippery slope. Slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he tells a story about how his his uh, his favorite item is his Hoth Rebel soldiers because he used to play with it. Uh, as a kid. So anyways, it's nice nice to get emails. He somehow found a way to get a hold of us. To get a hold of you, yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, Bart, uh, you, you sent me an email that uh, uh, was pretty funny about finding our, our webpage. You, you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, uh, you type into Google Star Wars Vintage Collectible Podcast. You think you're going to be pretty close to uh, what you're looking for. And you find our link. Two pages in, under the Chuseum <laughs> slash podcast or something like that. I'm just like, wait a second. This is great. Whoa, wait, no. So, <laughs> so, uh, so we got to work on some um, organic search marketing terms. And uh, to be fair, the Star Wars blog, which um, is awesome, has us on there uh, at the top. But it's technically okay. not our link. So, And right. uh, I've noticed that a lot of comments on our blog slash podcast area they have a lot of you know helpful mentions of search marketing <laughs> and other helpful spam related <laughs> items that we can maybe tap into trending master <laughs> well, well, well. well wait wait uh, steve do you do you hear that do you hear that music again uh-oh. That, that sounds like a job for Lobart. <laughs> <laughs> Prune the uh, comments. Yeah, yeah. I uh, – A little you, bit more admin, baby. Yeah, you, you told me how to do that before, and I, I remember thinking about that. But uh, All right, awesome. Well, man, let's, uh, let's, let's put this thing to bed, and by this thing, I mean me. 
<laughs> you are the thing. I am the thing. Um, I, I don't think we have any any real baseball news, Steve. Except uh, you guys lost your catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the, 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 the Red Sox pulled the Yankees, and that was good. That's true. You guys did get a couple good hitters. Um, yeah. I'm jealous. Spent some cash, huh? Yeah, spent some cash and did some good stuff. And I don't have any cricket news, although people I think did get a kick out of us uh, mentioning it. So uh, <laughs> that's true. So uh, you know, wait, should we look up a cricket score right now? Right. I wonder if they're uh, they're playing. Oh, they've got to be. I think like the best team is uh, it's like Australia or something. Oh my god, I'm making people really mad right now. I th- there's some country that's really good. I think it's Australia, and then like India's really good, but England hasn't been good for a long time. No, I'm really getting people angry. I don't know. <laughs> okay, current cricket matches. Let's look it up here. Score. All right. So Australia versus England at the Adelaide Oval. Steve, want to make a guess? It oh, was man. 245 to 10. Australia. What? Yeah. Wow, that's a drumming. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> that's a jolly good pip, isn't it? <laughs> There's no mercy rule in cricket. That's that's a that was a bloody pitch. I don't think that's actually that good of a score. I don't know. That's how it always is. And it's eighty five point five. Something that's like eighty five wickets. <laughs> Wait, what? Or runs? <laughs> they have runs. I think. I think they call them wickets. But if I was into that, I'd be like, how many low grades did you guys score? <laughs> no, wait, that was just the first in. So, and then England won the second in six hundred and twenty to five. Ooh, then Australia there. won the third in, 304 to 10, and then the second in. I don't up. know. Yeah, this is great. It is more interesting than fantasy baseball, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, uh, what do you say, guys? Uh, wampa Wampa! Wampa Adios. Wampa! Happy holidays. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated. Look at the finger, what?